Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Kiss My Ash is here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the gang, call them 877-960-9960. Now here's your host, Honest Abe. When I wake, what sleep's what I want Yeah, baby, I just want to snooze Eight hours is what I need But last night I only got two Come on, come on, I can't seem to wake up Come on, come on, I'm one tired dude I hate getting up in the morning I hate getting up in the morning I hate getting up in the morning Good morning. Welcome, loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with the KMA gang, Adam K. Morning. What's happening? And the uh, alcohol-flu-induced Lady M. No, I am feeling much better today. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> it was alcohol. No, it was not. She, we, we saw the pictures on Facebook. There was no. There was one. Uh, well, there was I, one picture, and that was not. It was a great photo bomb, though. It was what at ten o'clock. It was at ten o'clock, and I had left at like ten forty-five. Uh, she's sticking to that story. I'm, I'm not sticking. No, unless I drink too much. No, I'm sticking to that story because I have no other story to stick by. And special guest in the studio today, the original curmudgeon, uh, president, Drew State President, aka El Jefe, Steve Saka. Thank you for joining us this morning. My pleasure, but you're going to rue the day you invited me on here. You know that. I pretty much expected it. <laughs> I think I'm going to regret it, too, after the fact, but we'll see what happens. We know you're a busy man. We really appreciate you taking the time and coming down here and joining us for a fun-filled Saturday morning of Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, that being said, um, next Friday, Toronto mm-hmm. event. We got uh, Charlie Trinity coming to West Palm Beach. Yeah. Going to throw a nice shindig over the Toronto's in West Palm Beach. And then uh, today, great giveaways. Mm-hmm. We got a big promotion, everybody out there listening. I don't know how many people follow us or listen to us through the website, but we have a shout box, a KMA shout box on our website where everybody kind of chit-chats along during the show. If we get that shout box up to 60 people today, and so far we're at 22. 22. We keep going back and forth. If we can get it up to 60 people before 11 a.m., we're going to select three people off the shout box and give $50 smoking gift cards. You do have to type in that you were here, say something on the shop box at some point, and put an actual name and not be guest. Yes. As we had to tell Colin earlier, all you have to do is go to the part where it says name and just put a, any name in. Hi-oh! Yeah. And you have to stay on until 11. Absolutely, to find out if you want or not. To find out if you yeah. want or not. Correct. And as always, we got the uh, Monte Cristo uh, Weekly Trivia. And of course, our great friends over at Zycar. Who make the best lighters, cutters, and accessories that I know in this industry mm-hmm. with our weekly Zycar giveaway. Adam, what are they giving away today? This week we got a great package for you. You're going to get one XI1 Crypsis X digital camo uh, cutter and one element lighter. So basically you will be set for anything you possibly need to do. The Crypsis cutter, of course, is the unique teardrop design, dual laser sharp blades, guaranteed for life. 
in camo. So, of course, if it ever gets lost in the woods, you'll never find it. Now, is that desert store camo, camo or is it the Vietnam jungle camo? It's uh, desert camo. Desert storm desert. camo. Desert storm yes. camo. And, of course, one black element lighter, also guaranteed for life, with a travel punch on the bottom. A lot of the guys in PSL use the element, so they're big fans. Dual flames. And, of course, we're going to throw in one humidification cigar bar. Great for any type of travel or anything else to go with that. All of these things are wonderful and available. And you're going to walk away with over just over $100 in Zycar products today. And all you have to do is be the first caller when you hear this sound. And there you have it. And remember, if you've won anything from Kiss My Ash Radio in the last 30 days, you are ineligible to win. Please wait 30 days from your previous victory to win your next thing from Kiss My Ash Radio. That all being said, Adam, tell us what is going on in the world. In the news this week, fun and exciting stuff is going on. A guy has been on the run for the, for the cops for the last week now, and he keeps updating his Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook will get you caught. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like if you go out drinking the night before I and don't not, show up for work, it'll get you caught yeah. and you yeah. post on Facebook. I was home by 10.30 that night. Oh. The picture was posted at 10. Yeah. Continue with your story, Adam. Yeah. So on Wednesday, police tried to arrest 26-year-old Travis Nicholson of Washington, the state, for parole violations and assaulting his girlfriend. He has five felony convictions, including domestic violence, burglary, and theft. So the police came to get him, but he ran away. But since the cops have been tracking him, he keeps updating his Facebook page the entire time. <laughs> some people are telling him to turn himself in. Some people are telling <laughs> him to keep running. Like, on Wednesday, he got away. A friend posted it on his wall. Cops all over you. The next day, he responded, quote, Yeah, got away. Thanks, bro. <laughs> since he's been updating his staff, he has also changed his relationship status from in a relationship to single. Because obviously, telling the world yeah. through Facebook that you are single while running from the cops is definitely the most important thing you should be doing. The police are using Amazing. help from the great people at Facebook to try and figure out his location and triangulate and bring him to justice. This reminds me of the Chinese guy. Did you hear about the guy who hacked the police stations and the federal thing? Mm -hmm. This Chinese guy is just where he hacks the police station and federal databases and posts it all over. And then just all this personal information. Yeah, all the personal information. And then just to rub it in, he has his girlfriend in Australia take this picture of her huge knockers bent over with a sign that says... You got pwned yeah, by this ha, hacker ha, guy. by this hacker. Yeah. Okay? The picture that she took was with an iPhone that embeds the data right. with a picture. The feds quite caught her, and she ratted him out. Well, right. I was going to say, with the new timeline and locations feature, he better hurry up, because when that goes live, he has no chance. <laughs> it's right. over. It's exactly. over. Abe, you're going to really appreciate this one. A, uh, a woman is, breast is arrested for breaking into a stranger's house and trying to breastfeed their baby. Wow. What? Yeah. Uh, this is a really weird one. Uh, that never happens to me. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to breastfeed you. <laughs> Around 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, police in Brookings, South Dakota, got a call from a woman. So a female stranger broke into her house and tried to breastfeed her daughter. Wow. Fortunately, the mother heard the break and took her two-month-old daughter away from the woman and called the police. When the police arrived, she, the woman was lying on the bed. She's a 24-year-old, and it's possible that alcohol or some other type of strong narcotic was involved. She is facing unlawful occupancy. 24. 24. I don't care how much alcohol. Or I could only be so lucky. Right. <laughs> alcohol doesn't make you do something like that. Not, not at all. No. Uh, man in Tennessee committed 10 felonies in nine hours. This is a real <laughs> barn burner of a story. This guy committed 10 separate felonies in just nine hours. He is a 24-year-old from Kentucky. To get started, he took a Greyhound to Nashville, broke into a local business, 
family number one, stole a taser, a shotgun, a revolver, and a t-shirt. Then he burned the place to the ground. So now he's got arson. He went to a local bar and held four patrons at gunpoint. Then he robbed all four people using the taser <laughs> on one, and then he pistol whipped another guy. Then he carjacked a taxi driver with the gun. <laughs> then he drove the taxi to Walmart, bought food with stolen credit cards, so he's using stolen property. He broke into a ho- then he broke into a hotel's law offices and vandalized it by pooping on a desk. Wow. <laughs> Another winner. Absolutely. <laughs> then he robbed some of the hotel guests at gunpoint and finally carjacked a different taxi at knife point. Charlie Sheen? Not that I'm aware of. 24-year-old He was finally caught after this nine... He did all of this in nine hours, so, I mean, we think we have busy days in our eight to nine hour days. This guy really worked hard and got a lot done. Kudos. was arrested. Nine felony charges are going to be faced against him, and which, I don't know what he was on to do that, but it's pretty impressive. you got to give him that. Finally, this interesting story here. A female passenger at the Denver International Airport caused quite a stir on Tuesday when she stripped completely naked inside the concourse. That's what everybody wants to think about when they're flying at 8 o'clock in the morning. Naked women randomly running around. The incident happened at about 8.45. According to the Denver Airport spokesman, the woman was caught smoking a cigarette at one of the gates, which of course is illegal in all airports. And because people told her to extinguish the cigarette, she felt the need, the correct response was to strip completely naked. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and probably not illegal. Not at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, they have uh, a smoking restaurant right there in the Denver but She was not in one of the smoking areas. She should have been. Uh, sh- no one really noticed at first, but everyone realized she was just standing there completely naked. The whole inf- incident took about 20 minutes, and she was transported to a hospital where she is seeking psychic evaluations. Psychic evaluations? Psychotic evaluations. Oh, Psychological just evaluations. Just I, I, I haven't I had can give you that yet. now. <laughs> yes, she's crazy. She's <laughs> that shit crazy. Job. Yes. Uh, finally, today... If you haven't heard, Instagram was bought up by Facebook for $1 billion. That is with a B, $1 billion. What is Instagram? I'm surprised. You really don't know? No. Yeah. It's the it's a photo-sharing site that's used to post things to Facebook and other you know web things. You You're all over it. Your phone. It's used just for photos. Yeah. It's uh, a sharing site. So people can subscribe to your Instagram account. Anytime you put a picture in Instagram, all the people who subscribe will see it. Oh. Mm. And these guys got hired three weeks ago and now are going to make split $100 million for Instagram. Now, now, you know, just on a note on that, you know, we sent somebody around Century Village the other day Mm -hmm. to see what the old folks at Century Village felt about this Instagram-Facebook merger. Do we have the clip? Today, Facebook acquired Instagram. How do you feel about that merger? I have no idea (laughs) what I think. I don't know anything about it. I'm sorry. Today, Facebook acquired Instagram. How do you feel about that merger? About which? Today, Facebook acquired Instagram. How do you feel about that merger? Uh, I am 98 years old. Uh, How do you feel about the merger between Facebook and Instagram? Uh, Are you speaking English? I'm not into any of that. Uh, I'm not technical. Don't know anything about this new stuff. I'm not even sure I know what Facebook is. I don't know what you mean by... Uh, anyway, I can't answer that. Uh, I'm undecided on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you got? Uh, basically, 
the Instagram CEO, who is only 28 years old, stands to make about $400 million. At 20. Wow. And, and we're working like dogs. Shazam. Yeah. The uh, company also only has I'm 10 employees. Such an empo- idiot. <laughs> they only have 10 employees. We all went into the wrong business, obviously. And each of them is going to stand to be multi-millionaires, including a couple guys who have only worked at the company for three weeks. Three weeks. Best time to get hired right around then. Wow. Imagine. Instagram has 30 million users, and photos always end up on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg said, Zuckerberg said Facebook bought Instagram because, quote, the best photo sharing experience is one reason why so many people love Facebook, and we knew it would be worth bringing these two companies together. God bless. Listen, folks, don't go anywhere. After the break, it's politicking time. So get ready to jump in the fray with Chris Basso. And, of course, later on, we'll go through Meet Your Maker with Mr. Steve Saka. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. And now, time once again for Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today, we salute you, Mr. Instagram Multimillionaire. Mr. Instagram Multimillionaire. Yes, thanks to Facebook purchasing your company, you worked an entire three weeks before receiving your share of $100 million. Earned every penny now. Even lottery winners have to go through the pain and anguish of driving to the store and buying a ticket. Never missed a day of work. You weren't employed long enough to receive your first paycheck, which will have to be forwarded to your yacht, anchored somewhere near your private island. Employee of the month now. So go ahead, high-five yourself for earning millions before you were even assigned a cubicle. Because after all, this is where all the hard work pays off. Somewhere between finding your parking spot and learning how to work, the time clock. Mr. Instagram Multimillionaire! I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life, the guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vegafina cigar. Vegafina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vegafina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. CAO cigars are innovative. CAO cigars are cutting edge. CAO cigars are just simply cooler than the competition. From the original classics, CAO Gold and Maduro, to the unique Brasilia and Italia, to the critically acclaimed La Traviata, and the highly anticipated new CAO Osa Soul collection, there's a CAO cigar for everyone. See for yourself why CAO Cigar has 12 lines, scoring 90 points or higher in Cigar Aficionado. Whether it's a special occasion or just another day, there's a CAO Cigar that's waiting to be a part of the moment. Time for a cigar? Go for a CAO. Surgeon General's warning, cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. 
Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Experience the mystery of Gurkha, one of the world's greatest cigar brands. Discover a century of tradition with each uniquely handcrafted cigar made from a variety of the finest tobaccos. When only the best will do, for those with a distinguished palate, indulge in a highly acclaimed Gurkha Grand Reserve. Evil, Assassin, Ninja, and the three new retailer-exclusive brands, Cellar Reserve, Royal Challenge, and Seduction. Gurkha cigars are now available at fine tobacconists everywhere and all smoke-in locations. Join the Gurkha tribe today. EO Brands features cigars that have been rated in the 90s and in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25. Whether you're smoking a 601 series, the Dark Rich Murcielago, or the Spicy Punch of the Cabao series, you experience a rush of bold and hearty smoke reminiscent of Old Havana. Looking to push the envelope and try the new 601 La Bamba. The 601 La Bamba is the fullest body cigar to hit the market and will surely be a flavor bomb in your mouth. All fine EO brand cigars can be found at your nearest fine tobacconist and all smoke-in locations. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoke-in location. Old world Cuban tradition and heritage can be felt in every cigar from Pete Johnson's Havana Cellars. Whether you're smoking a Tatuaje, La Riqueza, Cabo Guan, Ambos Mundos, or El Triunfador, Fausto, or La Casita, you will always experience a unique smoking sensation that will take you back in time. Chosen as Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 and with multiple ratings above 90, see for yourself why everyone is raving about the fine cigars from Pete Johnson and Havana Sellers. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Oh, I heard grits. Oh, 
from the White House. I heard Ritz out. It was time to quit. That's what he did. That opens up the door for me. Oh, I heard Ritz out. Santorum leaves, no doubt, on these. The Republican nominee. Welcome back. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Is that what the, the hand signal was there? No, it was the everyone the music. But oh. it's all right. <laughs> Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio. Honest Dave here, along with the gang, Adam K, the lovely Lady M, and of course, the ever so happy Steve Saka, aka El Jefe. You who? You gonna light up the studio? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You know we can't if, smoke if only. here. <laughs> well, what sort of operation you're running here, man? <laughs> well, you know, when we get the new studios built, we're building the studio in our new headquarters in Boynton, which will be open up hopefully uh, by the end of the summer. We're going to have a built-in studio in the store, so our shows will end up being live from all, the store. All the sensitive stuff's in the other room. This is just a <laughs> microphone. What, what can we do? Put it in your mouth. Take a picture. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, we're getting ready to talk politics, but Mr. Basso is not around, so we're going to go straight to our dummy dialer. Oh, golly, it's time for a dummy dial. Hello, thank you for calling Mr. Bokey and I play it, Blue. Y'all have dug out. Hello, this is Bordis. Aromatical incense. Aromatical what? Hello, this is Charlie. How can I help you? Yeah, do y'all sell the herbal incense? Hello, this is Sidewinder Trog. And how can I help you? Do y'all sell K2 um, open room? I've never tried this before, but I'd love to try it. I'm telling you, the suppositories work great. You don't got a problem with sticking stuff up your butt, do you? Where y'all located at in America? Bobby Powell, brown white cow. He's always there. The cow died. Uh-huh. The, co- the cow died? The cow died. Good damn, Water tower next to the river. Oh, that's what I do for a living, paint water towers. Listen, doggy. I'm not a dog. Oh, hi. <laughs> you come to store now? No. Bye bye. And here we go. Uh, this dummy dialer we call I Want Hookers. I believe Sidewinder's the character on this one, so enjoy. Hello, thank you for calling Smokey in. How can I help you? Is this the smoke shop in Stafford, Arizona? Yes, yeah, sure. What can I have find? Uh, where are you located at? We're down by Towery River. What are you looking for, Sean? Uh, for a hookah. Hookah? Hookah? Yeah. We got hookahs. Okay, and um, what's your location? We got blondes, brunettes, and redheads. Which hookah do we want? What? We got blondes, brunettes, and redheads. Which hookah do you want? Uh, I don't know. So you want a hookah, right? Yeah, but I need to know hookahs. Replay. What? You'd, uh, your place that you're located at. I know, but I need to know when we make sure we got the right hooker in. Which hooker do you want? Oh, I just want to look at what you got. You know what I mean? The blondes, redheads, and brunettes. Uh, I don't know. What's a brunette? Well, we got a lot of brunettes. <laughs> we got them tall, short, skinny, fat, with teeth, without teeth. <laughs> How do you like them? Double D, single D, double B. You need a fat one. We got a fat one. We got a fat one. Her name is Emily. She's real nice. <laughs> Very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scared him off the phone. I wasn't talking about you, Eddie. Yeah, but of all names you got teeth. and all of them. You got teeth. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> that one's a classic. Funny. All right. It's time for the man on a mission, the vlogger with a voice, the politically, I don't give a crap and don't know what time it is, Chris Basso. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Did you miss our uh, Santorum's uh, Out parody song? 
No, I did miss it, Abe. I apologize. I got things going on. I'm over here at the office. Shame on you. So what's going on now? He's out. It's done. It's all. It's all. It's all Romney all the way now. It, it is Romney all the way, Abe. And I'll tell you what. I, I'm. I've been sitting here pondering all morning. Um, you know about what topics to talk about because there is a lot going on. The only thing is, is I find myself really depressed right now. <laughs> Why are you mm-hmm. depressed, Chris? I, Abe, everywhere I go, I, from the airport this morning to, to, the, to the diner I went to, everybody's got on NBC, MSNBC, CNN, all of these Obama-sponsored media networks, you know? And, and for all the bad things that are going on with our economy, with gas prices the way it is, the history of any incumbent president with all the problems that they got going on coming into their re-election... This should be the biggest landslide ever in the history for us. And it's not. I mean, you got Romney ahead by four percentage points, according to the latest uh, Fox News poll. You know, which is, it scares me. There's a poll that shows that Romney's ahead? There's a poll yeah. last night. Wow. So is the Rasmussen poll that shows him ahead by two points. Really? Yeah, and, yeah, as and of Fox yesterday. Fox did one yesterday for four points. So, I mean, even though he jumped ahead, and that's really because Santorum's out, and the conservatives are, uh, are starting to, to line up with, with Romney, who had all the independent votes, it, it just gets me nervous that it's not a landslide. You know, I know we got a, a, a lot of uh, campaigning time left, and you got three debates that have to come up, but it, it just it, it scares me that there are people out there that believe that this guy is the Messiah. <laughs> I mean, what do you got to see? The guy has done nothing in three years, three and a half years, two and a half years. What are you talking about? He spent the last year and a half, two years planning his campaign. Exactly, and that's all he's doing now is campaigning on our dime. This should make everyone angry. Well, you know, Chris, you got to remember, he spent the entire month of March and early February planning out his March Madness bracket and making sure he got the teams right. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does every year in February and March is making sure he gets all the history and all the data right so he can, you know, get to pick the right bracket. And, and, and you know, guys, um, it, 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 I said I was depressed. It scares me because I don't think people really have a grasp on how crucial, how crucial this upcoming election really is. I mean, we're, we're one step away from literally becoming uh, a, a, a complete nanny state, a socialist society. I mean, this guy, all he's trying to do right now is win everyone's rights. Mm-hmm. Once we give up our rights to this guy, which is going to happen in the next four years, that's how, you know, Venezuela got taken over by Hugo Chavez. That's how, that's how Fidel Castro took over Cuba. People give up their rights for all the gifts that, that this president's promising them. And what they don't realize is, you know, w- that's it. That's how it all begins. Then our, our dollar becomes worth nothing, and we go off of a universal currency. And this is that new world order that all of these conspiracy, conspiracy theorists have been talking about. It's actually happening right before our eyes, and I feel like I'm depressed. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, let's try to get you a little more positive. Let's talk a little GOP here, Chris. You know, a lot of it's going to really... At this point in the game, it's going to come down to some running mates. Any buzz on who Romney might pick? Well, you know, you, you have your, your the, the quintessential obvious ones. Um, you're hearing Chris Christie, which you know uh, is who I want. I, I, that's who I'd love to see. But second to that, Abe, somebody that we talked about outside of, uh, outside of uh, Kiss My Ass Radio, um, uh, uh, Colonel Allen West. I mean, uh, he's also being sp- uh, talked about. Florida uh, Congressman Alan West? Uh, Congress- uh, Congressman Alan West, yeah, wow. Florida. 
I mean, he, he's a true conservative. He's a man's man. He tells it as it is. I mean, that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, he told her to go to hell. I mean, this guy's phenomenal. I love him. No, I love Alan West, too. You know, um, they're, they're also saying uh, Paul Ryan. The other congressman from uh, from Wisconsin, the one who's handling, uh, literally trying to come up with it, at, uh, a way to balancing the budget. Um, there's, there's talks of also uh, South Carolina governor, the um, uh, the, the woman governor. Uh, I can't think of her name right now. But Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Nikki. Um, I mean, so we have some really good candidates that would really help the GOP movement. You have, you know, you have your black votes uh, with Colonel Allen West, even though I think he's more white than black. Uh, you have uh, Chris you know, Christie. You know, you mentioned Allen West, Chris. I just want to interject for all of our Florida listeners. You know, they just they just rezoned the districts here, and Allen West got moved further north. So his old district is coming up for election this November, and um, uh, the current is she still current mayor? Uh, or is she no, out I, now? Or? I have no... Lois Frankel, the next mayor, or the current mayor of, of West Palm Beach, is running against Republican Adam Hasner. And for any of our Florida listeners, you guys got to go out and support Adam Hasner. Absolutely. He, I've been, he, he is um, the only congressman in the state of Florida who voted no against the indoor smoking ban. He is totally for not taking away our rights and is very imperative... That, uh, you go out there and support uh, Mr. Hasner in any way possible when the time is right. So I just wanted to jump that in there, Chris. No, you know, know what, Abin? It was a good thing that you sent out that email because I forwarded to every Palm Beach resident that works for me in my company here. I told them it's mandatory. There'll be bonuses on your paycheck. You go out and vote <laughs> for this guy. I mean, I, I'll do whatever it takes, man. I, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I we, we have to make a difference come this November. I, I This is it. I mean, we're, this is it. Pal, everything we've worked for, everything that our forefathers fought and died over, is just being—it's being perverted right now, and it's a disgrace that you would have people that literally just don't care. I mean, if you looked at the polls of the people who are undecided or really don't even care, I mean, you have like thirty-four percent of the American people say they could care less about this election. That scares me it's, because it's the apathy this country has now become. Oh my God! Now man. let me ask you a question. When, when when is the when is the convention typically? The conventions, the conventions uh, at the end of uh, July. At the end of July, and usually, at uh, what point will they announce the running mate? Well, he'll announce the running mate probably. Uh, well, it's definitely before the convention, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if over the course of the next month you, you'd see him announce who he's going to have as his running mate. I think. My gut tells me, if you remember, the first person to advocate for for uh, Romney uh, right off the bat was the one that half the country wanted to see run for president, was Chris Christie. He went out, he's been out campaigning for Romney since uh, for the past three or four months now. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was already something in line where Christie would has already signed up to be uh, the running mate for vice president. If that's the case, man, you're going to see us have probably the best odds and possibilities of having uh, having Romney elected with uh, with Chris Christie because he's he's the type of guy that appeals to even the blue collar worker you, you know what I'm saying uh, that blue collar worker the the one who needs the government assistance the one who needs the help he's the guy who can articulate the best as to why it needs to be done a Republican way versus a liberal democratic way and that's what we need to see let me ask you a question and it'd be great if I had the question that just left my head. 
Okay. Got to say. Gotta say something because this guy's depressing the living. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I can, you know, I'm like a light switch. I could get jacked up here if you if you just let, start letting me talk about all the bad things uh, uh, that Obama's doing. You're, I mean, this this I, I, guy dividing the country is the is the most un-American thing I've ever seen. Hold on, Chris. I got my question. Sure. Uh, you know, Chris Christie. A lot of people said was going to be an issue for him running for president because of health reasons. Do you, do you, I mean, a lot of people are concerned, you know, whether America will be willing to elect an quote unquote unhealthy, overweight president. Do you feel that's less important if he runs as a running mate? I honestly do, Abe. First of all, let's, let's get real here. When we talk about health issues, they're talking about his weight, which to me is a horrible, horrible thing to discriminate against, okay? Uh, yes, you'd like your president to be alive in times of crucial decisions, which is why we are concerned with his health. But, I mean, I know a lot, Abe, you're a heavy guy, and you're, I mean, you, you have more energy, more energy than a five-year-old. So I don't necessarily agree because of his weight. That should be a reason why he wouldn't be elected. But here's the thing. The truth is, is if he becomes vice president, let him work with, like, one of those TV shows, The Biggest Loser. Look at these people that lose 200 pounds in, in, inside, six, inside six weeks. I mean, if, if I'm going to be vice president and it means i got to lose weight, well, then you just put Secret Service around that don't let me eat. Yeah, but what about – give up the weight issue. What about just the idea of him playing number two? It's hard to imagine Chris Christie in a supporting role. I mean, he's such a dynamic individual. Well, it's a well, good step up for – running for president eventually exactly eventually and, but and he's always been in a position of being in charge one. of whatever well, it was well let's let's talk about what he's always done first of all he was the attorney general for the state of new jersey and he's only been and, and one of the reasons why he i mean with all the pleading that was taking place with him wanting to be uh, everyone wanting him to run for president when he gave that that speech at the Reagan library where you had that woman begging him where it, it broke his heart he had the promise that he would at least think about it the whole purpose that he didn't do it was is he says he hasn't had enough political experience yet he made a promise to his state that he would first govern their state and turn their state around and that was why he he wouldn't he didn't want to betray his New Jerseyans he didn't want to walk away from a responsibility that he gave his oath to take I commend him for that and I respect that but the reality is is if that's how he's thinking then he seems like a very methodical creature and that being the case give us eight years with Romney and then let him be the shoe-in for the incumbent vice president going into the election. That's giving him eight years of experience. He's had almost uh, four now as governor. Twelve years experience. Nobody can ever play the experience guard with him when he goes for president after being vice president. So I think it's a great move for him. And to be honest with you, we say the same thing for a guy like Marco Rubio. If Rubio would run for uh, vice president right now in eight years, he'd be ready and groomed to become president. And which is another candidate you thought we were talking about earlier. You got Rubio. You got a lot of great candidates out there that could really help Romney right now with his GOP nomination. Yeah, but Rubio is at a different level than Christie. I mean, wouldn't you say it'd almost be better for Christie to say, "Hey, look, you know, there's a good chance Romney may not win this. Let me take the next four years off, go to the Biggest Loser." Lose a lot of weight and then just run. In, in, in Followed four years. by Dancing with the Stars. You got to oh, get, yes. that, yeah, you yeah. Gotta get oh, that in the middle. Abso- there. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good transition. Once yeah. you lose all the weight, get Dancing his, with the Stars, then, then you run for office. <laughs> then you run for office. Yes, absolutely. That's me, guys. It is fa- that, it is hey, and we're supposed to be men's men, man. We sit around, smoke cigars. <laughs> we're supposed to understand a guy who likes to eat. Hey, you and me, we love to eat. But, but here's, here's the way I, I, I look at it. You know, 
with, with, with it, the reason why you had Gingrich sticking around, and who's still around, the reason you had Santorum fighting for dear life, and I said this on our previous shows, realistically, if you look at the evidence or the scorecard and somebody was to be judged off of becoming president based off of the scorecard, I mean, realistically, my 10-year-old daughter Isabella has a better shot at winning this election than, than Obama did of technically being reelected. If it wasn't for his, his, his jive pimp talk and his rhetoric and his dividing the country and playing, you know, the, the people who pay the taxes versus the people who get the handouts, if he wasn't dividing this country like a master, like a master of ceremonies, I mean, realistically, anybody would be able to be the next American president. So to count Romney automatically out by scorecard, I say no way. Romney's supposed to be president this November. And you know what? The vice president who runs with him will probably have a very good chance of becoming president eight years from now. But it's only because of this magic universal karma of love for Obama and his jive talk and his rhetoric that has us thinking that there's a possibility he'll be reelected. But realistically, if you look at the evidence throughout history, no incumbent president has ever been reelected with gas prices where they're at and with his 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 favoritism polls as low as they are well time will tell well folks that's chris basso with the fray thanks again for joining us chris you have a- i love it abe anything for you brother thanks. and we gotta do a video man I, we will the videos are gonna help us man we're, they're gonna help us get a, get this guy elected we're gonna start him this week i promise thanks abe i'll hey, talk to you guys have a great weekend you too bye-bye <laughs> don't go anywhere folks a lot of good stuff uh meet your maker with steve soccer finally gonna pick his brain a little bit uh, Monte Cristo fifty dollars show tune trivia and uh, much more. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I had always heard that my great 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 grandfather was a general during the Civil War, and that he had fathered children with several of my distant cousins. So I checked it out at ancestry.com. In just a few clicks, I discovered hundreds of my relatives that Grandpa Russell had slept with. You see. Incestry.com is more than just your family tree. It's the story of your incestuous family. Their likes and dislikes, extra appendages discovered at birth, even your relatives who weren't good enough to sleep with. And speaking of relatives, Incestry.com has introduced me to several of my modern-day relatives, and some of them are pretty hot. And to think, it all started with a tiny little leaf from my incestuous family tree at Incestry.com. This is so hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word satisfying enjoy the delightful moments of life with spirit and emotion either for oneself or together with friends this is a genuine lifestyle it is davidoff's the good life uniting craftsmanship dedication and knowledge of tradition has been the key to the success of the davidoff brand davidoff when only the best will do smoke in is a proud davidoff appointed merchant and proudly offers a wide selection of the highly acclaimed davidoff white label cigars for your nearest smoke in location visit www.smokein.com. The Oliva family of cigars has over five generations of cigar and tobacco experience, and the Oliva family makes some of the finest and most affordable premium cigars. Oliva has something for everyone. Mild and creamy? Try the Connecticut Reserve line. Prefer something bold and rich? Then light up an Oliva Series V, one of the highest rated cigars in the world. Oliva cigars can be found at all smoking locations. So ask for Oliva. Unbeatable value, uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back, KMA listeners. Honest Abe here along with the gang and special guest, Steve Saka. Listen, folks, look at the shout box here. I'm trying to give away free money here. All right, folks? In case people don't know who we're, who we're talking about, I know how many people listen online because we have the numbers. If you're listening on our site, take time, go to the shout box, which is on our homepage, enter your name, and say something. If we get 60 people by 11 a.m., we're going to give three of you a $50 gift card. This is not Obamacare. This is real deal stuff. So get on our shop box. And um, for those of you keeping track at home, that is 12 minutes away. Yes. Go now. Do it. Sign up. Simply enter a name, any name, just not guest, and say something on the shop box. And, of course, a big congratulations to Phil from Chicago. Heard the click click. Won the wonderful package from Zycar. And before we hit the meet your maker, let's take a moment to see what is up in sports. <laughs> A most pleasant good morning for Kiss My Ash Radio Sports. Jimmy Jam DeBabna reporting. It was a busy night in the NBA, and the Charlotte Bobcats are exactly what the Miami Heat needed after a tough loss in Chicago on Thursday. The Heat crushed Charlotte by a score of 105-82 to in Miami. 19 points and 9 rebounds from LeBron James. The loss left the Bobcats with a 7-51 and overall record. The Atlanta Hawks beat up the... And... That was me. The Atlanta Hawks. Back issues. 
The New York Knicks beat the Washington Wizards by 38 points at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks move into a tie for seventh place in the Eastern Conference. The Los Angeles Lakers are now 3-1 without Kobe Bryant in the lineup after they defeated the Denver Nuggets 103-97 at the Staples Center. Lakers center Andrew Bynum came up big with 30 points and 8 rebounds. New Jersey, Toronto, Indiana, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Phoenix, Dallas, and the Oklahoma City Thunder all victorious last night on the NBA hardcourt. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway in the National Hockey League, and the New Jersey Devils have drawn first blood against the Florida Panthers with last night's 3-2 victory in their opening round series. Devils jumped out to a 3-0 first-period lead as Devil goaltender Martin Brodeur picked up his 100th career playoff victory. The Philadelphia Flyers trailed the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-1 after the first period and then exploded for three goals in the second period and four goals in the third to stun Pittsburgh by a score of 8-5. Flyers up now up two games to none, heading back home to Philly. The Detroit Red Wings even their series with Nashville by edging the Predators 3-2 last night in Motown. Nashville managed only 17 shots on goal. Dustin Brown scored two shorthanded goals as the L.A. Kings spun Vancouver 4-2 last night in British Columbia. The top-seeded Canucks find themselves down two games to love, heading to Los Angeles. We head to the baseball diamond where the Miami Marlins won their first game without skipper Ozzie Guillen with a 5-4 extra-inning victory over the Houston Astros. Gabby Sanchez with the game-winning double in the 11th. The New York Yankees blanked the Los Angeles Angels 5 to nothing. Alex Rodriguez and Curtis Granderson went deep for the Bronx Bombers. Albert Pujols is hitting only 222 thus far for the Angels, and they've lost three straight. The Boston Red Sox pummeled Tampa Bay 12-2. Josh Beckett pitched eight strong for the Bo Sox. The Chicago Cubs, the Chicago Cubs jumped out to an early 8-0 lead and took down the Cardinals 9-5 in St. Louis. The New York Mets are 5-2 after yesterday's 5-2 victory over Ace Cliff Lee and the Philadelphia Phillies. Aaron Harang struck out 13 batters as the Dodgers squeaked out a 9-8 victory over the San Diego Padres. L.A. has jumped out to a 7-1 record. San Francisco, Washington, Cleveland, Baltimore, Texas, Colorado, Oakland, Atlanta, and the Chicago White Sox all were in the win column yesterday in Major League action. In sports news and notes, one of the accusers against former Syracuse assistant coach Bernie Fine has told a New York City news organization that his story was a complete fabrication. The accuser, Zach Tomaselli, went on to say that he had never in fact met Fine in his whole life and said his main motivation was his dislike for Syracuse basketball. The troubled 23-year-old Tomaselli was sentenced Wednesday to three years and three months in prison for sexually abusing a teen at a summer camp in Maine. And finally, New Orleans Saint owner Tom Benson has agreed in principle to buy the New Orleans Hornet basketball team from the NBA for a reported $338 million. The shaky franchise moved to the Big Easy in 2005 from Charlotte, but spent two years playing in Oklahoma City in the post-Katrina aftermath. And that is a wrap on sports. Reporting live from Chicago, I'm Jimmy Jam DePabinal for the Kiss My Ash Radio Network. Thank you, Jimmy Jam, once again. Excellent job. Well, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. The man, the mountain, the myth. Mr. President El Jefe Steve 
Saka. Steve, once again, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio today. Pleasure is all mine. Hope you're having a good time. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. I'm glad I got up so early to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started, Steve. Um, ironically, we first met when you were just a patron in my original first store in Tequesta. Right, customer service was terrible, too. I yes. That. <laughs> and I remember and I remember saying to myself, now, wow, there's a guy who thinks he knows everything. But seriously... <laughs> What you know? What did you do before you got in the cigar industry, and how did the transition eventually get you into the cigar industry? Well, I was—I uh, owned a consulting engineering firm that I sold in '92. Uh, didn't get uh, filthy rich, but got kind of retirement rich, and uh, I didn't work from '92 to 2000. And I just focused on what I liked, which was fishing, hunting, and cigars. And while I was doing that, uh, you know, I had the internet thing and, you know, can only watch porn so many hours a day. <laughs> so I, so I decided, you know what, let me start typing about fishing, hunting and cigars. And the cigar part just kind of took off. And, uh, I guess I was like, I was blogging before there was the word blog, like by a decade. I had no clue that that's what I was doing. I was just goofing off. You were the OB, the original blogger. I guess so. Guilty as charged. And that, and that was Nexus, Cigar Nexus? Yeah, but even before that, I was like, you know, on AOL, and I was on CompuServe. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like old school, you Dial know. up internet. Oh, it was, was crazy. Was that on your Commodore 64? <laughs> oh, dude, you have no clue. It was two tin cans <laughs> and a string. <laughs> All right, so fast forward now for years. I run into you at a trade show, and I'm shocked to see you. And you know, when I see you, you tell me you're working for JR Cigars, so... You're blogging, how to become a job? Well, you know, because I was so crazy about cigars, you know, I started making trips to the Dominica and Nicaragua and Honduras on my own dime. In fact, I even spent uh, an entire planting season in Honduras. Really? Yeah, for three months, you know, learning how it was done. And I was just doing this because I was stupid. <laughs> and uh, one day, one of the, and I just ended up knowing everybody. And the cigar boom happened, and everybody was getting into the business. But I was enjoying being retired. It was good. And uh, around 2000... Uh, a guy that I knew, Lou Rothman, owner of JR Cigar, he wanted me to write a book about cigars and tobacco because, in his words, he said every other book was crap and he wanted somebody to write something that knew something about it. And I went to talk to him about doing this book and we ended up in a big argument over the best muscle car and the best hot dog and this and that. Didn't really talk about the book and just at the end he goes, why don't you come and work for me? And I said, well, the reason I don't come and work for anybody is because nobody makes any money but guys like you. And... Uh, he just put a number on the table that was just stupid, and I just had to take it, and that's how I got in the cigar business. My first job was executive consultant at JR Cigar. It was crazy. Wow. So what did, what did executive consultant mean? What did you actually do? Well, basically, I did whatever Lou wanted done. That's it. You know, and uh, it was good because he let me work on the cigar side of things, and, you know, worked on the Internet side of things, worked on sales side of things, worked on specials, worked on products. It was a... Uh, for me, it was excellent because I knew a lot about cigars and tobacco through my own, but I didn't know much about the cigar business. Right. And uh, who better to learn it from than a guy like Lou Rothman? It's like winning the lottery. You're a big cigar fan. Next thing you know, you're working for Lou Rothman. Yeah, it was, it was uh, tremendously educational. I, I owe a lot to him. He's a great guy. One of the most <laughs> interesting people you could talk to. He is. He really is. Um, that's amazing. So, listen, I remember now when, you know, Jonathan and I, obviously good friends, when he first expressed to me, his interest in hiring you. This is after now you'd been with Lou for a few years. Everybody in the industry knew who you were. And, um, you know, I, you know, on one side, I, it's, it was a very odd couple relationship when he first expressed it to me. You know, on one side, you got Straight Lace Steve Saka, and on the other side, you got the boys from Brooklyn, and they're non-mainstream brand and their eccentric ways, you know. 
What was going through your mind when you were first approached by Drew Estate? I mean, when, was it an easy decision? Is something that took a lot of oh, It was really easy. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but there, there was the thing, first off, you know, from day one, they were willing to just make me a partner, no cash in, a sweat equity position. But that wasn't even what really appealed to me. What appealed to me about Drew Estate and Jonathan was he was one of the few guys that was actually legit. Whatever you might think of what they were doing or how they were doing it, he actually went to Nicaragua, really opened a factory, really was buying tobacco, Lived was there. really trying to make <laughs> cigars. You know what I mean? He wasn't spinning some sort of nonsense story that, you know, like most people do. And I found that authenticity to be very refreshing. And I thought that, you know, I thought that given where he was, I saw great potential in Drew Estate to become a, a major player in our industry. And uh, so I took advantage of the opportunity, and I came on board. And uh, had I known what I know, I shouldn't have done it because it was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. But here it is seven years later, and uh, it turns out that we, we got the ship heading in the right direction. Things are, uh, things are looking good. So you find yourself now president of a company whose primary brand, you could say, didn't fit your flavor profile. Doesn't that make you kind of an odd candidate for being a president of that company? Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, the one thing, you know, I, I'm, it's very public. You know, I, acid cigar is not my style of cigar. I've never made any bones about it. I've never changed my viewpoint on it. But the one thing about acid that appeals is it's a real cigar. You know, most of these companies, they make these quote-unquote flavored products, and they just take really cheap crap, and they throw it together, and they put some flavor agent on it and say, voila, here you go, cherry, badari, blah, 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 whatever. And what, you know, and what they were actually doing was they were making a really first-rate handmade cigar using premium tobaccos that they were infusing. And they were delivering something to the customer that was different. They weren't trying to hoodwink the guy into buying it. Now, it was a question of whether you liked it or you didn't exactly. like it. But ultimately, they weren't treating those customers that liked that taste profile as though they were redheaded stepchildren. They were appreciating the fact that they were spending $7, and for their $7, they deserved something that was a premium handmade cigar. And, uh, and the other thing, too, is because John had a factory already started, there was a lot of opportunity to do a lot of other things in that factory, too. And from day one, one of the primary reasons, tasks that I was given was to help move the company into not only growing the infused side of the business, but also to bring them into the traditional side of the market. Because they had already been making steps in that direction with an original La Via Habana, Industrial Press, there Early were a couple years, other yeah. products that kind of came and went, but they just weren't ready to do it. And they just needed a more... Jonathan, Marvin, I love them with all my heart, but they're creative, big idea, dynamic, this, that, boom, boom, boom. You really need somebody that's boring and, you know, attention to detail and, you know, these type of things to make an operation like that really work. And I was able to bring that to the company. I have to say, Acid was the very first cigar I've ever smoked in my life. Well, Acid's become the very first cigar a lot of people smoke. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of become the macanudo of our times in some ways because it is one of the cigars that most people get introduced to when they first walk in the store and they say, I've never smoked a cigar mm -hmm. ever before. A lot of customers, they smoke it for a year or two, and then they move on to something else. Other customers, they continue smoking it forever. Some customers use it and they mix it up in their, in their, you know, in their tastings of what they want. It's mm -hmm. by far one of the more pleasant experiences you could have as a first-time smoker, right. without a doubt. Uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We just got to take a little station identification break here. We'll be back and have a little more conversation with Steve Saka. 
And now, time once again for everyone's not-so-favorite, completely out-of-control crime fighter, Zimmerman. Zimmerman, Zimmerman, does whatever a Zimmer can. He's dangerous with a gun, ignores instructions from 911. Look out, here comes the Zimmerman. Zimmerman, this is the police commissioner. We have a suspect who may be double-parked in front of City Hall. Please write him a ticket and use restraint. Now, oh, 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 come on. Seriously, Zimmerman? What part of the word restraint don't you understand? Look out. Here comes the Zimmerman. Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio. Hour 2, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back, loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. You are listening to Hour 2 of KMA episode number 39. I'm your host, Honest Abe, here with the gang, Adam K., a lovely lady M., and our very special guest is President, Drew Estate President, Steve Saga. So I think we could also experience that driver, the Florida driver oh. there from that song. Oh, a uh, hundred times a day. <laughs> Steve will experience it driving back down to Miami. Every moment you're down here. <laughs> Every moment you're down here. All right, well, listen, folks, we're going to go with part two here with Steve Sock from Drew Estate. And if you'd like to call and talk to Steve or ask him any questions, please feel free to give us a call at one eight seven seven nine six zero nine nine six zero. 960 We have a caller on hold. We have Boris. Boris, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning, Abe. How are you? <laughs> Good, Boris. Now, you're calling from Siberia, or you, that's just where you're originally from? Yes, no, I originally from Georgia, but I, I, they put me in Gulag in Siberia. I was trying to make cigars like acid, but we take ingredients from our neighbor in Afghanistan with opium and put in leaf. Russian police don't like this. They put me in Gulag. Good business model, though. <laughs> yeah, so... But, but I have a question for Mr. Steve. Yes. Mr. Steve, you have cigar called Liga Privada, very good cigar. And it says it's made for El Jefe, or the boss. Right now, you cannot buy this cigar. Now, I like to cook, but I only cook for myself, so I don't have restaurant. So if you only make cigars for you, why you not make cigars at home instead of cigar company? Fair enough question. You know what? I think that's what we should do. We should just go back to making them for me, and it'll solve all the problems. I'll, because that's all I answer is... Why are there no more Liga Privadas? Why are there no more Liga Privadas? I mean, the problem is from day one, 
when everyone wanted to launch the brand, I said how difficult it was going to be. It's seven different tobaccos from seven different farms, from seven different farmers. It's just an impossible task to keep the blend consistent and in large quantities. And, you know, we've just kind of taken the opinion of, hey, when it's right, it's right, and we'll sell them. And when we can't make them, we just won't sell them. And that's just the way it's going to be. And I know that causes a lot of angst for a lot of people, consumers, and also retailers. But, you know, we kind of just, we're just going to stick to our guns on this and, and make it right. And when it's right, it'll be on the shelves. When it's not right, it won't be on the shelves. And, I mean, case in point, T-52s. I mean, we went almost a full 11 months without shipping a single T-52 into the United States. You know, gave up millions of dollars in sales. But in the end, I know that when a customer gets a T-52, he's getting the cigar the way I intended him to get the cigar. So, I know, I can't give you a better answer than that. Well, if you need help in making cigars, my family in opium, I mean cigar business, for a very long time, we can make cigars and sell for El Jefe if you need. Perfect. You know, send me, send me your resume. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Okay, we send you samples. We send you samples. Our account will get your information. Thanks a lot, Boris. Best of luck with the suppository sales. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sales very good right now. Very, very good. <laughs> All right. Getting back to the interview at hand. Uh, Steve, so we're talking about how they brought you on board because there were areas that they hadn't excelled in. Mm. In, in the mainstream. So, you know, you would say you were the catalyst for Drew Estate's move into the traditional cigar brands such no, as I mean, Chateau and Liga? Or? They were intending on doing that, but I was just the the piece that they put in the puzzle to help facilitate that to happen. Okay. And speaking of Chateau, which you brought up earlier, and, and Liga, where do you feel the turn or the difference made where uh, Liga had just taken off ex- exponentially in You know, Chateau. it's a funny thing because, you know... Because the country's still majority mild smokers. You know, the, the Chateau... Uh, that's what, I'm, let me, that's what know, I'm being told all the time, but I course. don't know. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Chateau Real was a good cigar. It wasn't a great cigar. It was a good cigar. It was decent. It smoked good. Nice flavor profile. Great price. But ultimately, it was in a very crowded space. But the thing for me is I wasn't looking at Chateau Real from a, a sales point of view. For us, Chateau Real was a necessary step in order to go to the next step to then make Liga Pravada and now to make Undercrown and now our next step to make this Willie Herrera brand that Willie's currently working on the blends. You know, it was necessary to transition the factory into working with tobaccos in a different way, to bunch cigars in a different way. So Chateau Real was a necessary thing to have happen. So if it hadn't been Chateau Real and it had been Liga Pravada, maybe Liga Pravada wouldn't have done very well. I don't know the answer to that, sure. but I do know that Chateau Real was necessary as the first step to go to the for, to the future brands that we've been working on. No, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, how many accounts does Drew Estate have across the country for Liga Bravada? Um, you know, I'm not the sales weenie, so I don't keep track. They keep telling me it's about 240, 242. Now, I remember when you originally opened up Liga. I think you wanted no more than 100 accounts. Yeah, we originally started with like 50 or 52 accounts. And uh, now, you know, I think, like, as you can see, we've grown. But at the same time, we're literally today making about 30 times more Liga Provada today than we were making in 2007. It's just over, just the popularity of it is crushing us. You know, one of the things, being a retailer, and, I, and, and, and I've seen happen over the years, especially when you have a product that's so wanted, and then all of a sudden you go this long stretch of period where 
the box is just empty on the shelves, consumers get to a point where, hey, they just grab something else. Do you feel that maybe you opened up accounts faster than your growth has gone in production? Or maybe you, you know, it it's a hard It's a hard question. I mean, obviously, you as a retailer that doesn't have enough on your shelves, you feel that way. Well, the other I'm sure I'm not the only one in that right. boat. And yeah, you're not. Yeah. It's every retailer that is a Liga account. Yeah. And the retailers that aren't Liga accounts are upset with us that they're not Liga accounts right. because, you know, it's not like when Padron wasn't opening anybody. All these other accounts are all our customers are sending us month checks every month for Hoyas and acids and tobaccos right. and all this. And we're saying to them, oh, but you can't buy this over here. It's a very difficult situation. And there's no good answer for it. And ultimately, the only answer is when the cigars are right, we'll sell them. And that's all there is to it. And there's no magic bullet. The only way we can do something about it is to change the blend. If we change the blend, then aren't we ruining the brand? The magic's gone. And, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I just just not into it for that. And it just doesn't make any sense. And I have to say that the success of Liga is what's led to the success of Undercrown. And I think that it's also going to lead to the success of the next thing. And I don't mean success dollar-wise because you never know if something's going to sell or not right. sell. But what that brand has done is it has changed the perception of Drew Estate as a company. And it's made traditional cigar smokers be willing to go into that box, reach it out, and give it a fair taste test and decide whether it's a cigar for themselves or not for themselves. And that's something that's invaluable. No, absolutely. It, it achieved exactly what you were looking for. Um, Liga Provider Undercrown came out with a big bang, and we couldn't keep boxes on the shelf. And uh, it seemed to be a very good substitute at a time when Liga 9s and 52s were scarce. Have you experienced continued growth in the Undercrown line? Yeah, it, we're sold out. You know, it's you know when we had number 9, we thought when we released T52, it was going to make the situation better. And then we thought when we released the Unico series, it was going to help to make the situation better. <laughs> And that none of those things made the situation better. Just people just kept smoking more and wanting more. So then we're saying, okay, what can we do that's in much larger quantities consistently? The Undercrown blend came into being, and we thought for sure this was going to solve the problem. And I'm in the same boat on Undercrown. We basically the cigars get delivered, they come in on the container from the factory, and literally within 48 hours they're all out of the warehouse. So right now we, we are experiencing out of stock situations on Undercrown, even though. The amounts of Undercrown is literally 10 times what we have in Liga Pravada. Wow. I mean, we've been blessed, and I'm thankful. I really appreciate all the guys out there and gals that smoke the product. It's, you know, it's heartwarming. It's something that Drew Estate really seemed to have done very well is developed a phenomenal group of core fans around the country. I mean, when we have events, I think yeah, we You have- say develop, and I don't look at it that way. I like to think that we earn that. I like to think that we earn that respect because, you know, one of the things that irritates me the most now is our industry has devolved in, into this what's new, what's next. And almost every cigar company these days, every single time I go to the trade show, they got like six, seven, eight new things. I mean, it takes a couple years to make something right, to make it new. And I think what's happened is they just kind of like make all this stuff and they're hoping that if we throw six things at the wall, one of them's going to hit and it's going to stick and we're going to make money because guess what? Next year we're going to make six or eight more new things. And it just philosophically, it's just something I don't agree with. And ultimately, the idea is to deliver the customer something consistent. Now, they may not like it, okay? You may say, hey, Undercrown is not for me. 
But the guys that it is for, it'll be the same. It's going to be the same. They're going to get the same cigar smoking experience. The guy that smokes a Cuba Cuba today is getting the same Cuba Cuba that he was smoking seven or eight years ago. We build long, sustaining, long-term brands and blends. That's what we try to achieve. And we try to give the customer something that's a different smoking experience and something that they're going to feel as though is a good value for their money. Ultimately, yes, we have shortcomings. And ultimately, not everything is going to meet everybody's taste profile. Me, case in point, I don't smoke any tobacco specials out of personal pleasure. I don't smoke any acid out of personal pleasure. I love Undercrown. I love Liga Pravada. You know, those are the ones I choose to smoke. And what I'm hoping is that in the future, we'll keep releasing things that will find favor with somebody, and it will become one of their favorite products. I always tell everybody, we should not try to make a cigar that everybody likes. Because when you make a cigar that everybody likes, you ultimately are making a cigar that nobody loves. Sure. And what I would rather have is I would rather have one guy out of 100 say, I absolutely love this. This is the smoke I want to enjoy at the end of my day. So that's always the goal for us is to always try to do something different, something unique, and something that's going to capture somebody else's love for tobacco. And, and you're right. You probably have earned that following in, in that group. And what I was going to say was when we have Drew Estate events, I think I've seen people come out the furthest to come to our events that we have with your company or from far away. But th- that is the market, Steve, nowadays. And yeah, but you know what? I, don't even, I don't even think it's just the cigars, though. I also think it's the personality. It's without a doubt. I mean, it's John we as a company, Marvin, we're it, all knock-around guys. You know what I mean? We we're just, we're just, and that's the other thing that's the beauty of Drew Estate is we allow everybody to be who they are. Me? I'm a fat, mean schlub. That's who I am, okay? John's this dynamic, creative guy. Marvin's this pensive, great storyteller, frenetic type of – I mean, everybody down to every single salesman. I mean, we've got to be the only sales company on the planet that has a salesman in our sales force that's like five four and 400 pounds. There's no way that any other cigar company is going to hire that guy as a rep. But he's a great rep in Western Pennsylvania. guy's name is Sam Smirkle. The guy looks like a freaking fire plug, okay? I mean, but we hire that guy because – He's genuine. Right. He's authentic. His customers can relate to him. And I got that up and down the board. I got it with Fabian. I got it with Dave Lafferty. I got it with Salim. Everybody we have is allowed to be who they are. And as a result, they end up making genuine relationships and friendships with the people who share the same passions. And we experience in our stores. I think you guys are probably more intimate with our customers than anybody else. Many times of We've sat at tables and played poker and hung out or gone to dinners in groups of just my customers and me and you guys. So it, it's definitely there and it's definitely visible. But going back to you talking about what's new, as a retailer, and, and I'm sure retailers across the country experience it because I know you know, our humidor is bigger than, say, the average size humidor, we're being pummeled by what's new. Well, do you know, do you know how many new brands, line extensions, blends there were in 2011? No. Um, Too many. Take Adam, a guess. Could, Adam, could Pick a number. Give you, Adam could give you a better guess. Uh, overall, in just every, I'm going to go 78. No. Got a guess, Lady M? Rocky, Rocky's good for 40. Um, <laughs> I would say 130. 404. Yeah, it's absurd. How many of those How? 404 20? can you think of? I mean, I live and breathe this every single day, and I think at the top of my head, I'd be best if I could maybe come up with 17 or 20 of them at most. I'll, that's how much new crap is hitting the shelves or trying to hit the shelves every single year now. I was going to say probably 20 years ago there wasn't even 400 brands. Well, I can tell you. Mm. You know, when I was a cigar smoker, you know, in the 80s, it was like when Ashton hit the shelves, 
it was like, oh my God, there's a new cigar brand. <laughs> when Pleiades hit the shelves, like, oh my God, there's something new. I mean, yeah. it was it was an entirely different world. And I'm not saying that the new stuff is bad, but we've swung too far the other way. I agree. It's now just capitalizing on the short term, and it's not making the commitment to the inventories that are necessary, the product that's necessary, and ultimately what ends up happening is they make something, it stays on the shelf for it. The average life cycle of a brand now is a year, a year and a half at best before it starts to tail off. I mean, it's just like with television. They don't give anything time to even get a chance for someone to find out whether they like it and to watch some episodes in a row right, to decide right. if the show's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about classic shows like MASH. Never would make it in today's society. Right. You know what I mean? Mary Tyler Moore, dead on arrival. Right. I mean, all these great things that came out wouldn't exist because they're not given enough time to percolate. Right. That's, that's unfortunately today's society in general across the board. Um, the upcoming IPCPR show coming up. August in uh, Orlando. Can you tell our listeners uh, any new projects that DE's working See, we'll on? See, go right back share? to it. What's new? See, well, isn't it amazing? This is what the people but, want but to you know, unfortunately. Hold on, but you know you're going to come out with something new at the trade show. Well, we, I mean, that's, if, if, I mean if, who doesn't come out with something new at the trade show? We've not come out. I mean, last year, the year before, we didn't come out with something new. Last year, we came out with Undercrown and My Uzi Ways of Time, but we went a whole year without something new. Well, you, we went without something new the year before that. It's all right. It's all right. You don't come out with something new, but you've had always line extensions, sizes, changes, blondie, belly. Every year, there's something well, new. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, because of last year being 404, Drew Estate wants to be the market leader. We're coming out with 808 new things <laughs> next year. Every single one of them is going to be better than anything we ever made before. No, in all seriousness, what we're really focusing on right now is on the traditional side, we're really focusing on trying to get this Liga situation squared away. Yeah, that's That's the number one focus. The second focus is to... Also now, sadly, try to get the underground situation squared away and to lay in more for that. We're working on, uh, you know, we have Willie Herrera, who we brought on board last year, and he spent the last year in the factory pretty much uh, three weeks of every month down in Nicaragua working on blends. And I'm anticipating that at the show we probably will release the first brand that's blended by Willie uh, working with the company. Um, We have some other things that we're trying to do with Liga, we have an undercrown. We've added a new size called Corona Viva that's coming out. Um, Corona Viva is a smaller format. It's 5 and 5 eighths by 46 Pareo. Oh. The blend is a little bit different. I adjusted the blend, the core blend, to make it a touch stronger, a little bit more to my personal taste buds of what I like, thinking that the guys who are going to gravitate towards that slightly smaller format are more likely to want something a little bit stronger. So, I mean, we have things, we have things in the mix. I mean, in the acid frame, something that you're going to see in your store is we have the new Big Bang, TAA. which is a TAA exclusive. And I, I got to tell you, the Big Bang, I don't know if that's going to be the Big Bang or the Big Flop, to be honest with you, because we actually did something a lot different for acid in that exclusive. We made a much more traditional style, heavier cigar blend that we infused. So I don't know that the Cuba Cuba guys are going to are going to gel with it. I have no idea. So I'll be very interested to hear from consumers whether they like the Big Bang direction blending-wise or whether they feel as though we're departing too much from the traditional acid stream. I don't know the honest answer, but what I do know is it is something that's genuinely different and unique from something that's ever been in the acid line. Cool, man. It's a, it's a solid cigar. So uh, that being said, Time for some personal questions. We like to get well, to know. Well, I got to ask one first. Oh boy! Oh, you're honest, Abe, right? You know the question I get asked all the time about you, and you're going to hate this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. 
Stop. Just be clear and clean on this. Are you going to do some sort of business with Jim Colucci or are you not going to do some sort of business with Jim Colucci? And for the listeners out there, <laughs> Jim Colucci is the former executive vice president of Altidus USA. He was executive vice president of sales and marketing. And this nonsense has been floating around for a year. And I'm just tired of the rumor. So come clean, Honest Listen, Abe. Are you uh, doing something or you're not doing something? Just say yes or no. Now no, tell us what you're doing, but just say yes or a no. Absolutely not. I have my business I've been running. I have my partner who I love. Uh, actually, my original partner passed away three years ago, but his son is taking over his father's, and they're like family to me. Jim Colucci is just a good friend. And the rumor started last year. Where at the TAA, I got a call from Nimish saying that he heard that Jim Colucci had bought into my well, store. Let me say this. I'm at the TAA this year, and who turns in your order? I'm going to explain. Jim Colucci. I'm going to explain. Is he on the payroll? On. <laughs> I'm going to explain. He just hangs out a lot. Hold on. The guy's retired. What do you want? So wait, no, here's the story. So anyways, <laughs> the rumor happens. I get a call from Nimish saying, you know, is it tr- I get a text. Is Jim Colucci uh, buy the smoke in? So I sent him a text back. I said, yeah, how did you hear? I said, Jim Colucci buying it, and Jill Myers is regional, right. is running my stores right now, and I'm, I'm in Barbados. He goes, no. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be here for two weeks, and when I get back, I'm going to need a job. Are you hiring? <laughs> and, of course, my phone rings two seconds. I said, no, man, I'm messing with you. So somehow that rumor got started last year. Jim and I have gotten very close over the years, very good friends before his retirement. So, Which anyone that knows Jim finds absolutely hard to believe. <laughs> Jim's a good guy, but he ain't exactly the kind of guy you pal around with. Yeah, you got to know him. I'm going to tell you something. I was at that stage, too. It's, it's one of those things that... He, he's a very serious guy. He is. He's a very serious guy. He's, he's very, very smart, very bright. Very smart and very and he knows a tremendous amount to, about our industry. And I'm going to tell you, I remember the day when they first introduced me to him. I think he looked right through me. Didn't even say hi. You know, the, you know, especially when he was working. He's a little more relaxed now in retirement over this last eight months to spend with him. But when he was working on the go and you try to talk to show, I think his head was in a million places. So if he really didn't know you, and I'm sure a guy like him, as you do too, you get bombarded with people all the time just coming right. up and getting in your way of trying to accomplish what you're doing. So but, just so this is clear, Jim Colucci is going to work as a clerk at the smoking no. store in Tequesta, right? No. That's what you said? So, so no. So <laughs> now that being said, that being said, no. So that being said, the rumor started last year. So now we're good friends. Right now, my wife just had a baby, of which your wife was phenomenally kind to us and came down flew down from New Hampshire and helped us out. Well, she my did wife, that because she knew what a crappy father you were and you were too oh, busy in the cigar nonsense. That's so wrong. And you have two young, three young ladies now. Are gonna, I'm going to record this and play this back to them so I can beat you up later in life. But, um, no, she was kind and she came down and helped out. And you know, I really wasn't up for going away. We're building our new corporate headquarters. So Jim's retired. And, of course, these are people he's been with for 30 years in industry. So he asked me if I was going. He said, no, I'm not going. I just don't have time to go. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't had time to go for many years now. He says, well, listen, I'll go for you. So based on what happened last year, we thought that would be the perfect thing well, to do is well, send him down to the something. TAA. Jim did just a terrible <laughs> job for you at TAA. He did not sit down with me. He did not write a good order. So I you, missed, him, you missed out I, on a nice discount that I'm not extending. I told, so. I told, him, I told him to steer clear of you. Oh, well, there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Now that you've gotten your answer, um, well, you know, if I want to hear one thing beforehand, you know, we're talking about the new underground size. Right. If I'm not mistaken, you happen to have one in your hand right now. I do. That's what I thought. Yeah. Is there a cam in this room or what? Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. This is the new underground this size. He's got Corona it in his hand right now. We're going to take a picture of it. And I already, it already got twittered out that he was trying to smoke yeah, it in the studio. It's, it's, so. one of, it's one of our best, I think. I think it's in. Yeah. I think it's in dirty rat, feral flying pig kind of territory. It's really an exceptional cigar. D- did you bring more for everybody? 
Mm, maybe. Mm, we'll see. He is the original curmudgeon. Oh, anyway, no. listen. <laughs> Every time. Unreal. You can't get anything out of Steve. All right. So getting to know Steve Staka. Married, yes. Wonderful wife. Much nicer than you. Absolutely. Yes. Two boys. Yes. One working in the cigar business. Yeah, one's working as a manager of a small store in uh, in Dover, New Hampshire while he's going to college. Very good. Um, favorite place to hang out or relax? Uh, that doesn't exist. Uh, come on now. When you relax, where do I, you? Honestly, home? Xbox? I, something? Come I, ha- on. I have not relaxed forever. You know who I work with. Give me a break. What wow. relaxing is there? Okay. <laughs> You bought a boat, for Christ. And you know, want to know something? I bought a boat, and I have it in a container that I rented to store it in, <laughs> and I haven't opened the container in two years. All the right. box, The boat is in a box. So I will assume at this point your favorite vacation spot is Nicaragua. It does appear to be the case. Okay. <laughs> this, this one, there's no getting around. Okay. So you're going to answer. What's your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Because you can't tell me you don't eat. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> you know? You're melting away you, in front I, of me. I, I think it's Wendy's, dude. Come on! <laughs> Listen, time out. Oh, now, I have been to dinner. Time out. I have been to dinners with this man. I have been to trade shows where I he said. I love those sea salt cut fries, man. They're amazing. I have been to I have been to trade shows where he said to me, we got three hours to this flight. I know this great restaurant an hour and a half away. We've got to try yeah, before you, we go. You, you, didn't ask me this a, man, you didn't ask me a great restaurant. You asked me my man, favorite restaurant. This man made me bring him chicken from, <laughs> New, Orleans. from, from, from New Orleans. Stood in the rain for two from, hours for me. From what is it called? Hey, it's one Shot, fat man helping Whiskey another Willies fat or man. Oh, uh, you were talking about it one night, yeah. one day on the show. Yeah, so... Yeah. so I mean, come on. you got to have a favorite yeah, restaurant. Yeah, actually, my favorite restaurant, there's a place that's local to my uh, New Hampshire residence called Bedford Village Inn. And it's a small place. It's kind of like in a B&B kind of setting. And I don't know. I can't tell you it's the best food I've ever had in my life. But there's just something about when I go there. I just enjoy the atmosphere and the setting and the just whole American thing. American Continental Yeah, it's American setting. Continental. It's nothing fancy. I mean, you know, one of the things about our business, Abe, you know, we travel a lot. You do a lot of cigar dinners. I've eaten way too much phenomenal food. <laughs> I mean, just over-the-top, crazy kind of things. And it, it's hard to figure out what's the best. That's why, you know, but I do go to Wendy's a lot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one. Who was the last band you saw in concert? <laughs> Good God. This is, so em- young. this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Bob Dylan. I think the last band I saw in concert, and God, I even hate to say this out Buddy loud. Holly? No. <laughs> Buddy Holly. It was Cindy Lauper. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I, and I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. I was, I was in the Navy, and I had a friend, Shane Ronkles, and he had gotten stuck into promising to take his niece to the Cindy Lauper concert. Him, her, and her friend, and Shane, he paid me 100 bucks to go to the Cindy Lauper concert and to take the 16-year-old friend oh. to the Cindy Lauper concert. And I think that's the last time I've what ever... Year, what year is good this? God, that must have been like 1983 oh or something. Oh, my God. Wow. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. All right, the last question, and you're done, sir. If you could do anything you wanted, Seriously, just in a dream fantasy world, you could do anything you wanted for a career other than being in the cigar industry. Oh, okay. You, you saved me from the obvious. What would you do? I think I'd like to be like a Western philosophy major. I'd like to go to college permanently. I'd like to be a permanent college student. student. Yeah, I think I, I think I would enjoy it because, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I enlisted in the Navy when I was 17. Yes. Cindy and I got married at 19, and we had babies very, very young. Of which you were away uh, at sea most of the time. I was away at sea, and, you know, I never had the opportunity to go to school. I've always been working, and uh, I always think that eventually when the time comes that I really retire, 
I think I'm, I think I'm going to go to school permanently. I think that's what I'm going to do. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, listen, thanks for coming down. Join us today. Stick around the rest of the show. We'll grab some lunch afterwards. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka, president of Drew Estate. Complete pleasure for us. Uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We've got the Bloggers Corner. Your chance to win a $50 gift card. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. One minute inside a woman's head. I can't believe I hired a kid to mow my lawn. The child's barely old enough to hold a cup, and I paid him to push deadly spinning blades around my yard. God knows how many child labor laws I just violated. I'm like the Kathy Lee Gifford of lawn maintenance. Maybe when he's done with the grass, I'll have him sit in the basement and sew me a few hundred sweaters. I know his mom told him never to run with scissors, but she didn't say anything about walking behind 22-inch gasoline-powered scissors. Ugh. I should go out and put a stop to this. First of all, it's dangerous. And second of all, I specifically asked him to use the bagger. And that was another episode of One Minute Inside a Woman's Head. Oh, hey, girl, hey. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Say, did I ever tell you that you have a great ash? I'll take that as a compliment. Mmm, that's so nice and firm. Yep, I enjoy showing off my ash. How can I get a terrific ash like yours? Well, it takes just a little practice. And an H. Upman 1844 Reserve. A long white ash has been the hallmark of H. Upman cigars since 1844. And a long white ash is what separates the new H. Upman 1844 Reserve from the pack. Take the H. Upman Ash Challenge. Pick up a couple of H. Upman 1844 Reserves and check out its great ash for yourself. So now that we're both smoking H. Upman 1844 Reserves, we can compare ashes. My ash is bigger. Yeah, but my ash is prettier. Now who's showing off? H. Upman 1844 Reserve. It's one extraordinary cigar. The proof is in the ash. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique confusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's Top 5 Cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastron Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at www.camachocigars.com. Camacho Corojo is available. At all smoke in locations. Living young and wild and free. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them. 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. It's like I'm 17 again. Peach fuzz on my face. Looking on the case. Trying to find a hella taste. Oh my God. 
I'm on the chase. Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy. Relevant, selling it, dipping away. Time keeps slipping away. Zipping the safe, flipping the Ooh, Welcome back. Kiss my ash radio. I'm your host, Nice Dave, along with my gang, Adam K. Gotta love classic Snoop Dogg. Always. Snoop Dogg, he'll be a Sunfest. Did you see his new product? No. He made a songbook. It's true, it's online. He made a songbook. The book outside is made up of him, uh-huh. the cover. The papers are all have his lyrics of all his songs and how he wrote them and scratches mm-hmm. and whatnot. He's but, a legit cigar smoker, too. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, but the book, the, pa- the the pages are all cigarette, or rolling papers. Oh. <laughs> so you can actually, it's a lyric book that you could take the pages out one by one and rolling papers, and there's a striker on the binder in the back. <laughs> He's online selling them. Gotta love him. Interesting. Gotta love him. Well, listen, uh, it's time for uh, the Blogger's Corner. And this week we have Ben from NiceTightAsh.com. Ben, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. How's it going? I appreciate being on. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, Ben. Listen, give our listeners a little uh, history about your site, how long it's uh, been up and uh, what you have on there. Well, uh, actually, this month is our four-year anniversary. And uh-huh. uh, we, we do weekly uh, news and reviews. Uh, pretty much every week. Try to get about anywhere between three to five reviews of cigars up there every week. Wow, that's a lot. And congratulations on your anniversary. Appreciate it. Oh, great. Um, so what are you going to be reviewing for our listeners today? Today, uh, since Steve was on the show, and it's one of my absolute favorite cigars, I'm doing the T-52 Flying Pig. He doesn't care. God bless you, man. <laughs> he doesn't care. Ignore that fat... Oh, I can't say those words. You warned me. Oh, <laughs> at least he stopped caught, caught myself. Almost. At least he stopped himself this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Tell us about that great cigar. Oh, it, it's it's one of my absolute favorites. I I love the T fifty two blend. I've, I've noticed that you you either love the number nine the most, or you love the T fifty two. I'm a T fifty two guy, and I actually tried the, the number nine flying pig first, actually with Steve at um, IPCPR in New Orleans. And I loved it so much when I heard the TP2 was coming out, I had to grab the box. I bought a box from Buckhead Cigars, you know, without even trying it. And, of course, when I got it in, it was an amazing smoke. It just has great, great flavor to it. I love it. It's got that nice, uh, sweet spiciness to it, some woody characters to, uh, notes to it, with a little hint of coffee. Checks in the mail. Awesome. <laughs> it's a, I love this smoke. Now, it, you, it's literally one of my deathbed smokes. Deathbed smokes. Wow. wow. That's a new, wow. Is that, it's a new rating profile, deathbed I've, I've smoke. I've never heard that before. Neither That's have crazy. I. Yeah, do you have a rating uh, system on your site? No, man? we don't do a rating system. I just basically say in the, my video reviews, you know, I give the profile the scar and it, how I like it or not because it Taste is so subject, subjective, subjective, mm-hmm. subjective. So I don't, I don't try to do a review because just because I think it, maybe it's like a ninety-eight. Somebody else might think it's eighty-six. Cool. So I just basically say if it's good or not, you know, and that's it, and let the viewer kind of take it from there. If it sounds like something they're interested in smoking, then they can go try it out. So it's kind of why we don't really do, you know, point system or anything like that. I just say how much I love it or don't like it, basically. Or you call it a deathbed cigar. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, how many cigars do you do you estimate you have reviewed on your site? Oh, I'm not really sure about that. It's probably close to... Uh, Just make a number maybe, up. <laughs> probably, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a couple hundred, probably, at least. 
Uh, if you've been doing four or five that's, a week, that's a lot of work. Four four years. Years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, in the beginning, we were doing written reviews and we were averaging one or two a week. But then once we got into videos, it, it really it really went off. I mean, cause we, it was four of us originally doing it. And we're putting up four video reviews um, pretty much a week. And now I'm actually trying to do two a week just because there's so many cigars that people request and you know they want to see a review or want to know what I think of it. So I'm actually bumped mine up to try to do two a week now. Wow. So it's actually gone. I got a huge backlog of stuff that I need to get really get on video to review. Well, Ben, listen, is there something that our listeners, you can tell our listeners that you, you know you're reviewing coming up next week they can look forward to if they want to check you out? Yeah, there's actually, um, I got a few things that I'm, that's on my short list. Uh, a new cigar company, well, it's not really too new, but it's uh, um, called Elogio Cigars. It's actually Don Alejandro Rabania's grandson. He's uh, started up a, a, a new cigar company. So it's a small boutique. They're kind of hard 105. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... I tell you, it's an amazing smoke. Um, Armando Ortiz at Crescent City Cigar, where it's actually where I got my first cigar ever. He actually turned me on to him, and he got in the line, and it's an amazing smoke. So I, I got them coming up. Um, another one that's a boutique is Curavari. That I've kind of been blown away with that brand too. You know, and the new Kill Bill from Polina. I got, there's a there's a lot of stuff I got coming up that's on my short list. Well, very neat. Very cool. Well, listen, anyone who's listening want to check Ben and his site out, just visit NiceTightAsh.com. Ben, thanks a lot for it's joining us. It's a great site. Today. I visit it quite often. I like it a lot. Very cool. Thank you very much, Ben. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all very much. Take care. You too. All right, folks. Now it's time. Get your fingers ready to dial 877-960-9960 at your shot of winning $50 courtesy of Monte Cristo Cigars as you try to guess... The theme from this TV show. All right. Why don't you get it to him one more time, Colin? All right, folks. Give us a call after the break. The first person who calls and gets it right will win $50. And I'm going to have a little bonus for them if they get that Uh-oh. part right. They can win an additional 25 bucks. So uh, don't go anywhere. ever get that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> They wow. do, mm-hmm. yeah. You'd be surprised. And uh, we're going to do a little fact and bullcrap when we come back. Uh, you are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Here at Walmart, you'll find fewer meth labs in our ladies' restroom. At Walmart, we will provide you with products you can consume. But if you're needing meth inside ya, don't make it in our restroom. We sell things that make you mellow, like aspirin and beer. But if you're hooked on evil yellow, don't make it here. If bargains are what you're seeking, you know that we've got your back. Our bathrooms are not for tweaking or cooking hillbilly crack. Take your meth labs right out of our place and smile with your toothless face. Walmart! Smoke it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. It's bold and bewitching, and it has cigar lovers spellbound. Warlock, a devilishly good smoke that's mesmerizing aficionados with its hypnotic blend of deep, complex notes. 
Crafted in Nicaragua by acclaimed cigar maker Omar Ortez, Warlock tempts the palate with a sorcerer's blend of bold tobaccos that casts its spell and never lets go. Light up a Warlock and see why smokers find its charisma irresistible. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. Hello, George Rico with Granabano Cigars. Granabano Cigars uses the finest family-grown tobacco from Nicaragua, Colombia, and Honduras. Great pride and generations of skilled craftsmanship goes into each and every Granabano Cigars. Look for our new limited edition Zulu Zulu, our economically priced VIP cigars, and the soon-to-be-released Opium. For more information on the fine cigars of Granabano, visit us at ghcigars.com or your nearest fine tobacconist. Tell them George Rico sent you. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K., the lovely lady Adam, and our special guest in the studio, El Jefe, Steve Saka, who doesn't believe that anybody was going to get that right. Can we play that uh, song bit again? No, you didn't. You got nature. All right. We have a caller. We have uh, Charlie. Charlie from West Point. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. What's going on, brother? It's Stogie Man. How you doing? You know how it is. It's uh, listening to the show. Uh, you know, got to do it every week, and uh, doing good up here. Nice sunny day, enjoying the New York weather. Good, good, Charlie. So, listen, you have an idea of what show tune that was from? I say, yeah, I it was. I was thinking, uh, not too early in the morning. How about Cheers? Oh no, Charlie! Everyone did not but know your what? name on the show. It's good. You're not a freak of nature, so you won, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, thanks for listening. No problem, brother. Take care. Take care. Right, we're going we're gonna to play a little more for our listeners. All the phone lines are free. Play the second part. Play the third part up until I, I'm going to tell you when to cut. There you go. Let's see if anybody figures that mm-hmm. out. In the meantime, while we're waiting for people to call, let me go over cigars, uh, mm-hmm. news in cigars this week. Uh, Davidoff announces Golden Band Award Show, honoring those appointed merchants who best embody the Davidoff standard of excellence. The first annual award show will be on August 4th at the IPCPR in Orlando, Florida. Of course, Smoke In will be the winner of all the awards. Am I going to have to run a tux for that? <laughs> yeah, probably, because I'm not. 
Well, um, I look good in a tux. The world's theme is Go Green, and so is Rocky Patel. Rocky RP is releasing their popular edge line in a candela. That's green wrapper. Only a thousand boxes of these puppies have been made. Where were they St. Patty's Day? My favorite cigar app, Cigar Boss, is now available for Android devices on the Google Play Marketplace. The company also released version 3.0 of its iOS software. This will be the first Cigar Boss release for Android and the company's third release for iOS. Ad-supported Cigar Boss is free and fully functional with uh, the No Ads Pro version for $2.99. Now, this is important. Listen up, folks, please. Uh, In a joint effort, the CRA and the IPCPR has filed an official petition with the White House asking for exemption from the FDA regulation for premium cigars. I know we've talked to you and asked you all to contact your congressman about the, the bills in Congress right now. But this is different. This is a direct petition to the White House and the Obama administration to get involved. Yeah, and we need to collect 25,000 signatures in order for it to be submitted. If it's if we get 25,000, the White House is actually forced to respond to make And we need to do it by May 11th. Now, I, I was signature 2,084 two days ago. And I was number 3,000, actually. Okay. 290, whatever. As Close. of this morning, we're over 9,000 with 16,000 left. Wow. So that's great, but it's important. We need 25000 It's very enough. easy. All you got to do is go to cigarrights.org, and the window pops up. You click on the link. You enter your information. You go to your email. You verify it, and it's done. This should be very easy, folks. It's very important. Tell your friends. Make your mother. Make your father. Make your Literally takes about know. four minutes. Literally, under five minutes, without yes. a doubt. Yeah. So it's very important. Uh Get out there, www.cigarrights.org, and it pops up and just follow the instructions. So it's very important. Okay, we have we have a caller from Colorado. This is Lady. Uh, this is Mama oh. M. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Mom. Hey, Em. You know the you know the answer. What's the question? Oh. <laughs> and, I was gonna, and I was going to call scam. Listen, you got to talk to your daughter on your own time, Ma. This is a radio show. Come I, on. I know. I was just doing a shout out. It's the end of the season here in Aspen, Colorado. Play the clip for my mom. See if she can get the. Oh, we got a real caller. Oh, okay. Call. Right. I got a real caller. Big shout um, out. Hello. Love you, Mom. Mom. We'll see you next month. Love you guys. <laughs> see you soon. Unbelievable. We got Warren. Warren from Deltona. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, I was going to take a guess at that at Family Ties. Yeah. Wow. Hey. hey. Congratulations. Warren, well done. Uh, Family Ties Family Ties aired on NBC for seven seasons from 82 to 89. The show won multiple awards, including three consecutive Emmy Awards for Michael J. Fox as Outstanding Lead Actor in the Comedy Series. Now, you've just won a $50 gift certificate, and I'm going to give you a chance to win another 25 You still there? Oh, yeah. Okay, Warren. I will give you another $25 worth if you could tell me how many children did Stephen and Elise Keaton have, and can you name them? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Hey. I can tell you one. He's Googling three. <laughs> name them? Come on, Google. Alex, Mallory, No, I'm at a blank. Uh, Tonya Struthers was Jennifer Keaton, but 
everybody would say three because most people forget in 1984, Andrew Keaton was born. It was on the show for three seasons. That's right. Now, the kid, Brian Bossall, I don't know if you've seen him recently. No. Oh, my God. Tatted up, in jail, piercings, total would be just... Child star. Destroyed. (laughs) But, uh, Warren, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You want a $50 gift card, courtesy of Monte Cristo. Stick on the phone. uh, Colin will get your information. All right. That being said. Thanks, Warren. All right. Before we go into um, fact and bullcrap, um, I want to go over our Ash Shoal of the Week. There we go. We need a little theme music for Ash Shoal of the Week. Absolutely, especially for this guy. Former police sergeant, 41-year-old Mike Icecamp of Santa Fe, New Mexico, is in a touchy, and I repeat, touchy (laughs) situation after the release of video caught on his own dash cam in his patrol car that suggested he had a graphic sexual conversation with himself while he masturbated on duty. Gosh. <laughs> True story. Ice Camp was alone Love in the vehicle. Ice Camp was alone in the vehicle for uh, <laughs> was alone in the vehicle during his audio erotic encounter and the sound of a zipper is clearly audible. The video lasts at least 10 minutes and at one especially heated point he says Oh, show me those big, beautiful breasts, baby. Amazingly, this is not... Could have been worse. You could have been talking about a goat. <laughs> <laughs> so there is an upside to this. I mean, oh yes, no find go- a silver lining on this No cloud. goats were harmed right. in the making of this video on a police cam. <laughs> Amazingly, this may, this may not be the worst accusation against Ice Camp. On Thursday, he oh, entered there a... there was pl- a goat. Oh, no. No. <laughs> on Thursday, he entered a plea of no contest... And uh, before District Court, Judge Reed Shepard on two counts of attempt to commit a felony, false imprisonment, one count of stalking, two counts of harassment, and other charges including larceny and possession of marijuana. A very sticky situation indeed, oh, and we're not talking from Dunkin' Donuts either. <laughs> Mr. Icecant, you are Ashhole of the Week. Yay! <laughs> I don't know if we should be cheering. All right, folks. When we have our special guest in the studio, as we do today... Um, with Mr. Saka, we like to play a little game that we call fact or bullcrap. And I, bull believe, crap. I believe only one guest has won so far that okay. has been on. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. I'm going to tell you a statement, and you got to judge whether it's fact or bullcrap, and I will keep stores. So I'm going to have Adam. How many stores are you going to keep track of? Scores. Mm. Scores. Listen, Miss Psychic. All right, here we go. <laughs> Number one. True. The IRS. I'm oh, sorry. There are more IRS employees than the population of Flint, Michigan. Fact or bullcrap? We have fact, bull, bull. Lady M is correct. Boom. It's a fact. According to Business Insider, there are 106,000 employees, which is 4,000 more than Flint's population. Hmm. Damn you, Flint. Well, Flint's been going downhill, so that's probably why. One for Lady M. Number two, the top 1% in America, if, if the top 1% in America gave all their income, in taxes, it would pay the national deficit with more than a trillion dollars to spare. Fact or bullcrap? Emily is incorrect with fact. It is bullcrap. The one percenter's income would be a little less than a trillion dollars or just over half the deficit. We have a tie game, folks. Everybody is at one. Number three. There are as many tax accounts in the U.S. as people living in Dallas. Population questions. I know, right? 
Well, it's tax season. Got a bull. Dallas is a big city. Yeah, I'm going city. bull crap. All three one. bulls. It is a fact. There are 1.1 million tax accountants, which is the same as the population of Dallas, Texas. Nobody scores. Number four, 90% of the people who use babysitters and housekeepers cheat on their taxes. Everybody gets it right. Fact. We know our cheaters. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, All right. not to mention a large population of just overwhelmingly just cheats on their taxes. So, you do? Well, not okay. you, Abe. We You're honest, <laughs> Not Abe. you. Yeah. You wouldn't, but a large population of okay. people does. Or that That's they two away. for each of you. Let's move on. Um, a person making $100,000 in the Ukraine pays more than 50000 in taxes. Fact or bullcrap? Everybody's correct. It is bullcrap. A person in Ukraine would pay about 13000 which is about 25000 less than they pay if they lived in New York City. Hmm. Number six, a person making a six-figure income in Texas would pay the same taxes as someone living in Mexico. Bull, bull, bull. All three are wrong. It is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. They'd both pay about $28,000. Wow. Number cool. seven. Half of Americans pay no taxes. That's a trick question. Da, da, da. I'm going to challenge the answer on this one. Fact, bullcrap, fact. It is bullcrap. Steve got it right. 53.6% of the people pay income tax, and another 28.3% pay payroll taxes for Social Security and Medicare. Steve Saka jumps in the lead. Oh, I could win this. I was going to say that. What do I get? With two questions, you get lunch. Which should I cost was going to get lunch before. Which cost me an arm and a leg, not on my dime. We're not going to Wendy's? No. <laughs> we should drive through. All right, here we go. It's right around the two corner. Qu- two questions left. Here we go. More than 5% of Americans get a six-month extension on paying taxes. Fact or bullcrap. What was the number again? More than 5% of Americans get a six-month extension on paying. We have a fact. We have a fact. You just follow the lead. Fact. All three are wrong. It's bullcrap. The IRS says about 311,000 get them, which is about one-tenth of one percent. Number nine. Slaves weren't considered property when it came to paying property tax. Fact or bullcrap? Bull, fact, bull. Bull crap. I lost my lead. The first property tax in the U.S. was in 1798, and it was on land, houses, and slaves. Because they were not considered employees. Tie game, folks. Here it is. Drum roll. We need a drum roll here. This is exciting. One, number ten. The final answer to see who will win this round of fact or bull crap. One out of every eight people making a million dollars gets Audited. A million dollars. Audited every year or audited every It just says one out of every eight people making a million dollars gets audited. We got fact. We got fact. We got fact. You're all right. We need yeah. a tiebreaker. We're oh, winners. Yes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We need a tiebreaker. People making over a million dollars a year are more likely to get audited than people making. Uh, it's about 40% of people making over 200,000 will get audited. And then if you're under that, there's a less chance. That was just scary. Okay, that was just scary. I know. It's tax season. 
That was just scary. Have uh, you ever had a three-way tie be a before? should butter named after me because I'm so smooth. <laughs> have you ever had a three-way tie before? Never. Yeah. First time really? ever. Should we leave it or should we go for a tiebreaker? Tiebreaker. Oh, wow. She's, she's just going out for the glory here. Yeah. She, she doesn't want to. I just want to go smoke one of the new undercrowns. I don't know where to get a question from. Colin, you got a question for let's, me? Yeah, let's ask a question. <laughs> Will Jim Colucci be working with Abe at... <laughs> you could ask him at lunch. <laughs> you're going to see him. You're going to see him. He's probably just sitting there hanging his head going, why am I being brought into this? <laughs> Poor guy. All he wanted to do was retire in peace. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Can't even play golf. Wow, where the heck's the questions on this site? This is kind of a slow-moving part of the show, hey, you know listen, that? sorry, all right? I've been trying to get this tiebreaker thing. Oh, gotta... my goodness gracious. Thank you so much. Who was that voice? I know that voice. Who is it? Oh, Sarah Palin, that's oh. right. I knew that voice. Oh, well, well, you're looking for that. 50% of women used have used their cleavage to get a free drink. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, huh. no joke. Yeah. According to a new survey, two-thirds oh, of women say go. they that's use their fact. cleavage to get advantages. Uh Fifty percent have shown their cleavage at a bar to get quicker service or get a free drink. Twenty-eight percent have busted out the cleavage to impress someone on a first date. Sixteen percent use cleavage to jump a line. Fourteen percent have some- worn something low-cut at the workplace to try to help their career. And finally, eight percent say their breasts have gotten them out of a ticket. Mm-hmm. Wow. How much of that do you feel like? Emily, I've never gotten out of a ticket for mm-hmm. cle- like n- I always get a ticket, if not a more severe ticket. Mm-hmm. Anytime I try to... Have you ever busted out uh, at the workplace to try and get an advancement? No. Mm. Not necessary. Not necessary? Wow. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm the only girl in the workplace. <laughs> what, what do I need to do? <laughs> I just need to show up. Every site I go to, you got to register to get an answer. I can't get a trivia question. <laughs> so until Colin gets us a trivia question, find me a trivia question anywhere. Just type type the question first. We got like thirty seconds. This no, is a, we, we got, got plenty of time. You're, you're new to radio. Don't worry about it. It's not like the microwave. It's not dinner. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a question for Lady M. <laughs> 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 this came from Brandy, forty three. Uh, my daughter was in the third grade, and she goes to public school. There's no religious affiliation whatsoever. This year, all the kids at school got Easter baskets and made Easter eggs with their classes. When the class made their baskets, my daughter's teacher explained to all the kids what Easter is all about. It makes me a little uncomfortable because I don't want my daughter being taught religious things at school and Easter is a religious holiday. Do any other public schools celebrate Easter in their classes or should it only be for schools with religious affiliations? I don't. I mean, that's the same thing with the Christmas trees. People, I mean, I think if you want to teach your children religious views, do it. At home to teach them how you feel and teach them what you believe. Well, normally they should just believe what they want to believe. Do you agree? Like, well, do you I, think I that my this is the most convoluted answer I've ever heard? I'm just. It's I, Lady M. If you listen more often, <laughs> everyone yeah. is convoluted. I mean, <laughs> let me say this: I want my kid to come from school being educated, so I want them to know what the origin of Easter is. Exactly. I want them to know what the origin of Christmas is. That was my. I don't point. necessarily want them teaching the the passion of the Christ, you know, as part of the program. But I mean, look, they did the Easter egg roll at the White House for God's sakes. We can't do the Easter bunny and uh, decorating eggs and saying, "Hey, this is where it originates from." I agree. I religion, like anything else, is something. You 
you study doesn't mean it becomes their belief. Right. Exactly. You know, I studied well, religion, you, Buddhism. My kids uh, went to Catholic school, and for an entire year, part of their religious religious curriculum was studying other religions. Yeah, and that was part of the curriculum while they were so going to a Catholic school. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe it. Exactly. I right. think. I think. I think. Instead of mother worrying about sheltering her kids from knowing about any other religion, and then they just sends up the kids to an idiot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Explain to the kids what religion is about. Phone, but they can't talk. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that question. Did you find anything, Colin? Uh, we need one before we go off the air, Colin. Come on. Give me a trivia question. Why don't you give us a personal question about you and we can guess <laughs> factor. We'll there you go. I like that one. Something none of us would know. Let's guess your over and under on the weight. Oh. <laughs> Only if we guess yours. <laughs> yeah, okay. That question went away. That question went away real quick. We'll get a curve okay. ballpark. How old? How old? It's got to be a factor bullcrap question. That was good. Uh, factor bullcrap. Okay. I began going bald. At the age of 27. The only reason I said that is I look at Steve's head. It's the easiest question. Steve's got a bullcrap. Emily's got a fact. Steve wins. I know my ball. Was like 25? How old do you think I was? I think you were 22. Uh, No, younger. 20. There you go. 20. Freshman year in college, my hair started falling out. Really? Yeah, a lot of football helmets, I think. You were, had you know. curly, oh, yeah, curly, the football curly hair. That's what it was. I had yeah. a lot of hair. It just yeah. started falling out. Yeah. Yeah. Blame features. it on the football helmets. Oh, yeah. Steve, I really want to thank you. I hope you had a good time coming oh, down. I had a great time. I really enjoyed out. it. I really do appreciate you and the support your company's and giving the show. I just won. Remember, I'm yeah, manufacturer second. that won. You are the second manufacturer to ever oh, win. Five. I'm number two. Woo! Right behind Maria Martin. Makes it feel oh, better. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, in closing, you've been listening to Kiss My Ass Radio on CVU Radio 95.9 FM. We hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week as we talk to Jay Lundy from AKA Cigars 501. <laughs> Remember, gang, life is short. Savor the moments to count. Most importantly, never be afraid to express how you feel because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ass. This is Honest Abe signing out, telling you to be merciless. Spare no cigar, smoke them all, let God sort them out. You've been listening to Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon, join the gang as they pursue life, liberty, and fine cigars. If you missed the show, need more information, log on to kissmyassradio.com. To me,